0: genuinely can't tell if that's good. G'day, welcome to Sitting Under a Tree. It's Aiden Jones here and that's not how I normally started, is it? Normally I say it's Aiden Jones here and you're listening to Sitting Under a Tree for Tuesday the 25th of April 2023. There we go. Thank you. How are you? Mate, I feel great. I feel bloody fantastic to be honest. What have I got here? Oh, I've got my fucking shirts on the back of my chair. I'm in my room. It's a beautiful day. I'm really looking forward to today. I am going to go out later with a friend uh, who's a photographer and we're going to do some shooting. Uh, I I wore a outfit that I thought just looked really cool on the last night a comedy festival I had. I wanted to do... You know what I realised actually? I always wear... A nice outfit on the last night of comedy festival and I never really like I don't mean to make a tradition out of it but I think the last couple years I have worn a suit and this year I didn't wear a suit but I wore like a, uh, a hat and a scarf and this jacket that I never wear this Mercedes jacket that I have that's like a kind of it's like a weird shiny tone thing. It's got little purple trims under the cuff that I roll the cuffs up so, so you can see the purple and the scarf that I matched with it has a little purple patch, like the patch that's like whatever the scarf brand is, a tiny little patch. I got it from an op shop. The the scarf itself is like deep red, like magenta and blue kind of weaved together And then this little patch is purple, so it matches with the jacket. Oh, I was so pleased with myself. Brown belt, brown leather shoes, green hat that kind of matches the tone of the jacket with the little brown leather, fake leather-like thing around the outside. And uh, just black shirt, black pants. I thought I looked really good. And then it was fun because everyone... I went out for the last night of the festival, Sunday night, went down to Cooper's and there were a bunch of comics there after everyone's shows and everyone who saw me was calling me a cowboy, gay cowboy, cowboy riding dick, back Mountain, just <laughs> everyone was commenting on the hat and shit and I just wanted to look good and I, I felt good And uh, and when people were making fun of me, that was kind of fun, I liked it. Which is a good indication that I'm in, you know, a nice place with myself because I just I want to look good, and that's okay. It's okay if people make funnier. Yeah. Fucking Luca killed me, man, Luca Muller. When I walked into Comedy Republic after after um, Cooper's, we all went to Comedy Republic, and I walked in and he saw me and just beamed his massive smile and just went, "Howdy." <laughs> Oh, mate. It was a great night. It's been a great week. The week has been full of... um, You know, I accepted in the first full week of the comedy festival that my show, The Morning After, Aiden Jones, The Morning After, was just not going to be a huge hit at the festival. I was hoping that it would be. And then it wasn't, and I kind of realised, I think the reason it wasn't is because I didn't really have a story for people to grab onto that was like exciting and compelling. Like, I quit drinking, who cares? That's not really that singular of a story, plenty of people quit drinking. So there was no real reason outside of that I'm a good comedian for people to come to the show, and the ticket sales reflected that fact. And that's fine. I did okay. Started to get a bit of momentum, got four stars in the age, you know, like... That's good. And then by the end of the run, like the closing weekend, I think Saturday we had like 50 something or maybe 60, close to 60. And and then Sunday we had like 45, 50. So, you know, good sales for those. Would have been nice to have a bit of those earlier in the run as well, but we didn't. But I accepted that. I had accepted how the show was going to go. And then I was just having fun with the show, working on it. And in this last week... I figured out a few things about the show that I want to change to make it work better that I'm just really excited about. It makes the show flow better. It kind of closes off a couple things that were open that I was just ending the bit without having any finality to them. And um it's, you know, I've got some ideas for things that I want to talk about now as well. I've got a week before I go to Sydney. So I've got, I did a show last night on the Monday. I might have a set tonight. I'll probably do sets Wednesday, Thursday, Friday for sure. If I'm here on Sunday, I'll do a set then as well. And then I'm off to Sydney on Monday to see my beautiful girlfriend that I haven't seen, who I haven't seen, sorry, people who, things that, who I haven't seen since December. And I'm just, I'm really looking forward to a lot of stuff. I just had a chat to my dear friend, Peter Jones, Oh, I fucked around too much between pouring the tea and you know, the tea's a little... Ah, the tea's gone cold, I'm wondering why I wore a hat, I'm gay. <laughs> oh, Aidan, Aidan, Aiden with these jokes, they're too easy, you're better than that. Tea's gone cold, I'm wondering why I sucked off a man at all. <laughs> there we go. He spent too much time sucking off a man and now his tea's gone cold. That's what he's singing about. And who sang that? Dido? Nope. Guy Blow. No, 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 no. It's not funny. It's not funny. (laughs) So, I, uh, yeah, my beautiful friend Pete Jones um, had a great chat to him for like an hour and 20 now Pete moved to London in September he's doing comedy out there Pete if you're listening hello I love you that was hard for me to say I hope you guys all appreciate that that was hard for me to say I imagined him in front of me we didn't say it when we hung up the phone but I'm saying it now and I will not say it again I've said it once if you need a, if you missed it go back and fucking listen to it then all right I uh, Yeah, we spoke for like 80 minutes on the phone just talking about the UK and talking about other comics and talking about gossip stuff and whatever and made me feel very hopeful for what things are going to be like in September when we get there. Hopefully I can get my visa in time. I was on the phone to the fucking people last night or yesterday in the afternoon. Still got to get my uh, birth certificate ordered from it looks like i'm gonna have to get it from wa and then once i get that i can apply for the visa but i got approved for a loan yesterday 15 grand paid off my five grand loan so the money you know i mean obviously i've got to pay that back but like the money is there i can get my visa i've got enough money to pay for it and prove that i can get support myself and all of that shit it's things are moving things are happening and I'm more and more coming to terms with the reality of the fact that I will be living in the UK from September and that's really exciting. So, um, ah, yeah, this week, man, just been writing jokes, um, writing stuff about the show. What did we do Saturday? What did I write down here? Saturday was a fucking awesome night, man. Um, oh, I guess I want to say thank you to everyone who came to the show all week. Um, I can't remember who it was, but someone sent me... I've got a joke towards the end of the show about how the word vigorous always means fuck. Even in a non-fuck context, if you're like reading a recipe, it's like beat eggs vigorously. You're like, whoa. And then I do... I've started doing an act out where I pull down... I pretend to pull down the zipper on my pants, like if you say so. Like I'm going to beat the eggs with my cock. Wouldn't that be funny? Um, And after the show, people came and then they walked down the street and they saw a sign. They sent me a photo of a sign that's just Vigorous Thai Therapy Body and Foot Massage. The business is called Vigorous Thai. And that is funny. You know? It's, It's just a basic funny thing. I'm trying to see where it is. It's on something city. Maybe it's on Elizabeth Street. It's somewhere in the city. Vigorous Thai. Therapy body and foot massage. So that's pretty good, you know. (laughs) Thanks to everyone who came to the show. Thanks to everyone who signed up to the mailing list. Thanks if you're a new listener to this podcast. Very exciting. This is the podcast. I talk about my week. I swear. I yell at myself. I try and do therapy on myself. And if I get bored, I get angry at you guys. That's basically it. That's the podcast. We've been doing it for five years. And uh, the listenership is steadily increasing. I think we're on 80 for the last week, 83, 85 maybe. I check it more than I should. So uh, Saturday night, dude, Saturday night was like... I think Saturday night was my favourite night of the festival. My show on Saturday wasn't the audience... It was the biggest crowd. Oh, jolly biggest crowd that i had i think across the run somewhere up around 60 and of course when i started the show they just weren't that good of an audience (laughs) they were like kind of quiet and at some point though in the night like in the show i just started berating them for being quiet i think that was the saturday show i just started going like you guys are not a very like, loud audience, so now I've been doing this thing where I go, you you either have the decision to listen to the jokes and enjoy them, or not laugh at the jokes, and then because I have, like, a weak, you know, mental stability, to watch me implode on this stage in front of you as you refuse to laugh at my jokes, so you can really enjoy the show on two levels, and then through the show, I just did that, Every time they didn't laugh, I was just like, fuck, and all right, you guys don't like that, huh? On the Sunday, uh, towards the, it was a similar kind of audience on the Sunday. I guess, I guess the larger audience was more full of like people who didn't really know me or know my stand up or whatever. So I had to like win them over. And towards the end of the show on Sunday, they were laughing at this, I don't know, some riff that I was doing. And I just was like, oh, you're having fun now, huh? (laughs) <laughs> which is such a psycho like uh, like a self uh, self-destructive thing. to just be like they're finally enjoying it and i'm like oh yeah you want to enjoy it now fuck you <laughs> uh, why didn't you enjoy it the whole time but then if they do start enjoying it the whole time i'll start sabotaging myself and then being like aiden why do you lash out at the audience they like you I just enjoy doing stand-up, hey? I love it. Fuck, it's so good, man. I was at this show yesterday, the uh, Funny at the Brunny. This is quite a... Really one of the great comeback stories in, in Melbourne comedy and the Melbourne bar scene as well. So the Brunswick Hotel is like a heritage-listed building that they had comedy there from like 2012, maybe. They started doing comedy there. And then in like 2016, maybe 2017... There was a uh, a water leak, a main burst in the pub and it flooded the whole pub and the pub had to shut and the uh, people who were running it, they don't own the building and I guess the owner of the building was just like, ah, it's too expensive to fix it, so it just never got fixed and so this pub that they'd run for, I don't know, six, seven years, however long, that they were doing really well at, Suddenly their venue's not open and they're like, well, fuck. So they moved a couple, like a block down the road to this other little venue called the Bergie Seltzer and it's this tiny little venue and they have been running a venue there for, you know, five years now and steadily building and the comedy, that audience moved over there. It's like in the same neighbourhood, so it's fine. And they've just bought the old $2 store that was next to that and they've turned it into a band room and they've like... It's a sick little, you could probably see like 70, 80 in there. It's got a bar in there. There's another bar in the back. So there's three bars in the venue now. There's another little smokers area, but it's half undercover, half open with like a retractable roof. The band room is sick. It's got a great stage. And then the green room is in between the stage and the street. So the the stage isn't going out onto the street. So the noise doesn't bleed out onto the street and the street noise doesn't come in. They've really done a great job with it. And it's a cozy little band room in that part of Melbourne. Across the road, there's Staygold, which is like two, three hundred seats. So it's like a smaller size for like independent bands, and it just fucking rocks. And once a month, they're doing comedy in there, and uh, I performed there last night. And backstage, I was I t- I spoke for the first time on stage about that I'm moving to the UK, and that's exciting. And then the My dad had to adopt me because his dad was born in the UK and that gets a round of applause and I'm working on some material around that. I reckon I want to start talking about that on stage. And then I come off and a couple of the guys who – the older dudes who have been going for this point 15, 20 years, some of the vets back there, Ash Fiza May and Johnny Katz, just dudes who I've known forever who I've, you know, so much respect for those old dogs man and uh talking to johnny and he was you know saying about how he's excited for me to go to the uk and it's going to be great and i guess in the last month or so i've been thinking a lot about promotion and marketing myself and how i'm going to sell these shows you know if i want to do shows in europe and whatever and the fact that my tickets aren't really selling in the festival in melbourne and that that is hard and I guess I've just been thinking less about the doing of stand-up and more about the business of stand-up around that, which is fine. And I'm talking to my friend who's helping me out with that and it's good but like at the same time, it's too easy to get distracted by that and forget that the reason that you want to do that is because of the stand-up and if you're not spending time on the stand-up, then what the fuck are you doing? So, um, yeah, backstage and uh, I think it was Ash, but it might have been Johnny because those guys, they're both just, that, but either of them could have said this, that they were just like, I think it was Ash, he said, um, you know, all of this stuff or whatever, but if you're feeling bad or if you're feeling like you don't know what to do or whatever, just write a joke. Just sit down and write a joke and go and do it and it'll feel good. And then write another joke and just keep doing that because whatever happens, whether it's, you know, you, you they, whatever gigs stop booking you or, you know, the festivals or whoever or management or whatever the fuck, they can't take that away from you. You can always write another joke and go on stage and do that joke and make people laugh. There's no one. They can't take that away from you. And that was really great advice. And it is really great advice because it's true, that's the only thing, and if you stop doing that, then, you know, you're lost, so as long as you keep doing that, you got something, at the Exford after party on Saturday night, so sick, man, oh my god, Friday night at the Exford, fuck, Mickey D is one of my favourite acts to watch, and he did a set I was on after, can't, oh, um, oh, what's his name? I can't remember. American dude lives in the UK. Tom stayed and he was very high energy. He was talking about getting fucked in the ass or fucking someone in the ass or whatever and he was yelling about it for like 10 minutes and then I went on and I was like, I don't have a fucked in the ass. Well, I've been fucked in the ass but I'm just going to tell you guys a nice story about my grandpa and I went kind of low energy And then someone else came on after me and it was like everyone was having good sets. The night was humming last weekend of the festival. And then Mickey comes on and he's like, how do I follow all of these great acts? I don't know what to do. And then he turned around and he had his one ball out of his pants. (laughs) And the fucking man, the place just exploded. He just took his ball out. (laughs) And he was just standing there with his ball out of his pants, going, What would you, what do you do? How would you start? How would you start? (laughs) How would you follow this? I don't know how to follow it. I'm just going to take my ball out. And then he just went into his act and he just started killing with he did a couple street jokes and then he just commented on the street jokes or did them in a silly funny way that like it wasn't like hey these are the jokes that i'm doing it was like hey how funny is it that this joke exists you know and then and then after that he just was like i'm gonna do uh i've been practicing my australian bird calls and then he just did like a magpie uh i don't even know the other ones uh the uh parakeet And then he did the, whatever that one is. I don't know. They were really good. He was just doing bird calls and killing. Oh, man. Beautiful, masterful stand-up. To be able to go on, like it's one thing to take your ball out to start, but then to be able to transition from that into just like talking and doing stuff is phenomenal. I don't know if people really understand. And like someone was there going like, is this good? And I was like, if you don't think this is good, you're a fucking idiot. This is phenomenal. Masterful stand up. Oh, that was amazing. And then Saturday night, I went on again. I did, I just wanted to do the last night. I just did a normal set. I didn't really do anything that interesting. But then uh, after that, Man, they bought like 40 fucking pizzas, had them upstairs, they bought a bunch of booze and all the comics who perform at the Exford regularly, you know, all the people, they just, everyone goes upstairs, they had a door chick who didn't know anyone, (laughs) people are lining up and then she's like, are you on the list? And I'm like, what list? What party is this? This is our party, right? And she's like, oh, I don't know, what's your name? I'm like, Aiden Jones. And then the dude, Jamie, who runs it, was just like, he's good. Come in. And he's like sending everyone. Apparently, last year a few people came and they were a bit rude and they shouldn't have been there. And coming and just drinking the free beer and free eating free pizza or whatever. But just got in, man. And everyone was in the best mood. Everyone's hugging. People are getting drunk. There's free beer, there's no free alcohol free beer. So, <laughs> ironically, I'm the only person in the whole place who's paying for drinks. <laughs> I bought a few alcohol free, like uh, Heineken Zeros. And um, I must have paid the most money out of anyone in that venue for drinks that night because everyone else was drinking for free. But I just, all these people that were there, all these comics, People that I've known, and I guess it's just like extra because I'm leaving Melbourne. It was just that the extra level of like, man, I've known all these people. This is my community, you know? All of these people that I've gigged with for 10 years, all these people that I've known. Some of them are great comics, some of them are new comics, some of them are like old guys who just do clubs and they make their living doing that. Some of them are really successful people on galas people who have huge followings, people in movies, everyone just there drinking together and, and doing karaoke. George Zak, the fucking Greek comic, went up and did Gold Digger and he didn't say the N-word. To his credit, to his enduring credit, he did not say the N-word. But to hear a dude do Kanye West Gold Digger in a Greek accent... <laughs> now, I ain't saying she a Gold Digger, but she and Messing Window... <laughs> <laughs> Some of the open mic guys fucking filmed him and when he went when he didn't say the N-word, they were like Ah <laughs> and uh oh my god fucking uh, this is maybe this is too inside baseball. Luke Heggy, who's like one of the more successful comics in that room, um, was there with another Uh, another comic and uh, they were talking to this girl who I don't know who the girl was. There's just like a few random hangers on around the place, but they were talking to this girl and I walked past and heard her exclaim to the effect that I understood that Luke Heggie had been telling her that this other comic was his manager and she was just buying it. And they were just feeding her these lies for no reason other than that. It's just fun to lie to a person who doesn't know better. That was fantastic. Yeah. I don't know I, I didn't mean to stay out that late it, the whole time I was there and maybe this is a negative thing, that you, I don't need to be this negative but I was like everyone thinks that the, the comedy festival official thing that that's the spot and even on the Friday night I went to the TOF and they had their party and that was great fun and that's independent and Exford is independent and there are people there who are not independent acts but the establishment of the festival they're not there mm and it feels like there's a lot of acts who are kind of part of that establishment who weren't there and i don't know why they weren't there because that's where the real comics are i don't know i didn't even go to festival club on sunday night i didn't it's not as bad it's fun it's great fun but i just i saw everyone who i needed to see there was uh, there were a few people who I could have gone to, like, on Sunday and seen, and it would have been nice to see them again, but I'd already seen them in the week. And then on the Friday, Saturday, I just... Every comic who I really wanted to see was there. And that's... It just felt so good to have all those people in the same room. When am I going to say something funny this week? Am I just going to be fucking all melancholy and sad and happy and bleh? For a comedian talking about a comedy festival and talking about other comics, I really have not said a single fucking funny thing this week, have I? When am I going to be funny? Nah, that's not a good title. What about what about the comedy festival, maybe do I want to call it? I don't know what I want to call it yet. I think the photo this week is going to be... Um, is going to be this photo that uh, you know who you are. One of the regular listeners has sent me of they're standing in a mirror taking a photo of a couple of their friends who are also taking a selfie while they stand in a mirror of themselves and the mirror captures. So you can see before the mirror, you can see the phone on selfie mode and then in the mirror you can see those two with their phone holding up and the other person taking the photo. So it's like a triple people taking pictures. That's good. That's phenomenal, great stuff. That's the photo for this week. Um, I still don't know what the pod's going to be. Maybe it's called nostalgia. That's kind of nice. Nostalgia, nostalgia. You like that? Uh, everyone has. Everyone deserves to wear sunscreen um giving advice is a form of nostalgia it's a way of taking the past and polishing it up and passing it off as something worth more than it is but trust me on the sunscreen so what i'm going to do today with these photos of my friend we're going to go out yesterday i got my loan i went and got a haircut well i got my head shaved and i got my beard trimmed i think it looks fucking sick just getting ready to see my girlfriend, you know. I want to look good. I want to feel sexy. I'm a sex man. I want to do all of that, you know. I'm kind of nervous about seeing her again. Long distance is hard, especially the last week has been quite hard for us. We're both really busy, and um, so I'm just I'm excited to see her. The thing about long distance is it feels like wherever we were in our relationship, you know, when you're you in a relationship and you're building it and then it changes and especially at the start, it's like you're, you're building this thing and it's growing and deepening and then you are separated and wherever you were, it's like you're on pause there and all of the work you do, like talking through the week and every day and just Chatting and keeping each other up to date with your lives. The relationship doesn't grow. It just you're fighting and working to keep it at the same level. And that's kind of where it feels like we are. And I'm sure it has grown in ways that I haven't noticed because we're not together and maybe we'll notice when we are together. But in terms of um yeah, what it's felt like for the last four months or so, it's just been like us just talking every day to keep it going at the point that it was when we left. So um, I'm kind of nervous to see her again because then it's like that's back to like, you know, uh, all the fears and the anxieties, but excitements and everything of a relationship. It's going to be really cool. That's going to happen next Monday. So by the time I do this podcast next week, I will be... Or maybe I'll do it before I see her. Maybe I'll do it on the Monday before I see her so I don't have to do it when we're together. That could be nice. Anyway, so um, today... So I got my hair cut yesterday and I merged around a little bit before the gig, did some writing, wrote some poems. Oh, man, you know what? Let me read another one of my poems. Actually, I've been really enjoying... The poems lately, writing poems, and I guess I'm impressed with some of the poems that I've been writing. I know last week I did The Bushman's Ghost. Was that last week? Whatever. This week. So I'm doing these ones in my diary because it, my, the diary, it's got five lines. So, um, well, it's got space for, you know, like a five line. So I'm doing iambic pentameter. So five feet and five lines of that. And I like the way that it kind of, four feels natural and the fifth one it adds a little like an extra beat in the structure but it's just short and i'm just writing them i'm trying to write every day this one i did about my outfit mercedes jacket with a purple trim the two-tone shiny finish hard to match but happily i've stumbled on a whim with half my wardrobe strewn across my bed upon a crimson scarf with a scarf with purple patch isn't that nice nice I like how, let me try it again, Mercedes jacket with a purple trim, the two-tone shiny finish hard to match, but happily I've stumbled on a whim with half my wardrobe strewn across my bed upon a crimson scarf with purple patch. I like how the line at the end rhymes with the one, the second line that you think is going to be the fourth line. It's going. To, you think it's going to go A, B, A, B, But it's A, B, A, C, B. It's like the the rhyme is delayed an extra one. But it matches in the same way that the outfit matches. And the delay is kind of like a metaphor for the search for a matching outfit. Because I did. I searched for it. Anyway, here's another one. Now, this one I really liked reflected blinking lights from the facade of yet another pub on brunswick street the trams go past like days before the move and while i scurry round completing jobs daytime and nighttime still the trams go past that one i really liked the the repeating of the trams go past start of the third line and ending it with that the trams go past like days before the move Uh, Something about that, when I wrote that, I was like, mate, you fucking, that's really good, the trams go past like days, I even think maybe the trams go past like days, and then before the move kind of ruins it, it should just be the trams go past like days, and days go past, and it's time, and time's going past, reflected blinking lights from the facade of yet another pub on Brunswick Street. The, the trams go past like days before the move. And while I scurry around completing jobs, daytime and nighttime, still the trams go past. And that's about me leaving Melbourne. So uh, yeah, I'm going out with my friend today to do these photos. I'm going to wear my nice outfit. And I said to him, let's go out at golden hour, get some beautiful light, you know, and uh, I was walking, maybe it was Sunday or maybe it was yesterday, through the um, Melbourne University campus there between Royal Parade and Ligon Street. And uh, so I think what I want to get, I, I want to get a photo, first of all, of me sitting in my favourite spot in Heart Attack and Vine, which is my favourite cafe. And it's this spot next to the window where I always sit. And write, and you can watch the street go by and um it's great and then i also would like and actually i just remembered that last time me and this friend went photo we went shooting we got the train just like the regional train out to somewhere and then took photos on the tram on the on the train lines on the train lines in this um country town and then afterwards what was it I was missing my ex. It was when we had just broken up maybe. And and that's right. My friend had posted something on Instagram about her friend who had died. And uh, that combined with just the sadness of the relationship that I was in, you know, that, I, that, that broke down and all of this. And I was just in the city on a Saturday afternoon and I pulled up, just I like stopped on a lamppost and started crying. And then my friend who I just said goodbye to after we'd finished shooting saw me and he was like, hey, man. And I was like, dude, why didn't you take a photo of me crying? That would have been the most incredible photo. And he was like, yeah, I thought about it, but it seemed like a really private moment. I was like, it's true it was, but fuck, man. You could have totally taken a photo then. Anyway, yeah, I remember that. He was like, he was gutted. He was like, fuck, I should have taken it. So the photo that I want to get is that one, Inside Heart Attack and Vine, me and my favorite spot. And then also, I want to get one. So when I was 19, when uh, uh, me and some friends from Adelaide, it was the first time I'd really ever left Adelaide with a group of friends, not my family. And we went to Falls, the Falls Festival in, um, in, what's it called? Lawn just down like 2 hours away from melbourne on the great ocean road we drove there and uh, i remember i i it was the only time i've successfully sold drugs i bought like i think it was like 80 or 90 pills at like 1350 each or 12 or something like that um and i hid them in a loaf of bread with like an ounce of weed and then we my mate's car had – um, it had – uh, what was it? It was a Corolla. Was it a Corolla? Anyway, it had in the boot the bit where you can put the spare tire. We took the tire out and used that as a false bottom and we put 25 bottles of spirits and like, yeah, like full strength and, and like some, you know, like this knockoff Malibu called like rumba I think it was called rumba we put all these bottles in the back in where the where the spare tire goes and snuck them into the festival you're not supposed to do that but we did bought our own booze in and I bought all of those drugs in and then uh, I sold on the first night all of the pills and made like two thousand dollars and then the festival was just amazing we had the best time and then after the festival we drove on to Melbourne for another week we spent in Melbourne and we got this, uh, I don't even know if you could get Airbnb's then, we got like a little motel or whatever the fuck it was, some little apartment thing in Brunswick and maybe we were only here for like three days or something but we uh, got that spot and then one night there was still, there was a big group of us, there was like three car loads of, of crew and one night we all decided to get suited up so like I had this powder blue suit that my mate had bought me for my 19th birthday and we all had suits. We got suited up and we went out into the city and uh, there's a great photo of me and my three friends there losing our mind laughing at the tram stop on Brunswick and Sydney Road there as we waited for the tram to take us and the tram goes down Royal Parade and then we got out and we were going to Bar Open in Fitzroy and uh so you get out halfway down royal parade and then you walk through the university and it was the first time i'd been to melbourne it's the first time i'd left adelaide with a group of friends and I, I guess i'd been to melbourne when i was like 10 with my family we came and watched some football we went to the mcg and did a few things but um walking through the city and like you know i, I was at adelaide uni and i loved adelaide uni and it's an old beautiful campus but Seeing like seeing Brunswick, seeing all the graffiti. I remember there was a neck face, this graffiti dude called Neckface that my friends told me about. He was like some famous guy and it was like cool. And I remember the trams and seeing Sydney Road and feeling like that was cool. And then getting off the tram and walking through Melbourne. And I just remember kind of walking half behind everyone and being kind of drunk and walking through the uni and seeing this beautiful. The, the Melbourne University campus there is beautiful. It's leafy. The buildings, these old brick buildings, it's from like... It's one of the oldest parts of Melbourne. And I just remember having this moment of being like, I am going to live in this city. That, that was when I decided I want to live here. I remember it. And then we went out to bar open and we got so fucking drunk, man. I remember my mate used to... Uh, he used to graph Tintin, that character that Belgian fucking cartoon thing, whatever. He did a, he, he used to do that everywhere. He did it did it on the wall at um, Bar Open. I think it's still there. Later on, we got like a fucking some like lamb barack. I don't even know what food that is, but we got that and then me and my mate were eating it and we like spat it on the window of this one bar and it's just a big night. But that, because I think that was the start of 2011? was I, 19? Yeah, started 2011. And then 18 months later was when I moved to Melbourne. But that was when I decided. So I've been in Melbourne since I was 21 and this has been my home. And so today I want to go with this new outfit and my new fucking beard and my freshly shaved head. And I'm going to get my mate to take a photo of me at golden hour in that spot. And like a bunch of other photos. And it's going to be a shoot that I'll use as images for the new show, whatever new show it is that I write that I've kind of started thinking about new material for. I'm going to use that as the photo because I think one of the things that let me down this year was that the photo that I had for the poster of the show, it just, the shoot that we did, it wasn't quite it and it wasn't 100% like, yeah, just something about it felt a little bit forced from both of us because we were trying to recreate a feeling that we'd already had and um, yeah, I don't know. And I think that contributed to like just the marketing, you know, the fact that people did – the show didn't really hit even though it's a great show. So this year, I just want to try and do stuff and just have fun, enjoy it, all of the aspects of creating the show, the photo, you know, the poster – doing the the little blurb and everything and i think i'm going to take a year off melbourne so i'm not going to come back in 2024 i'm not going to do the festival i'm just going to take the year to try and work hard and make a bit of headway in the uk get some good spots get people knowing about me do edinburgh in 2024 hit that and then go from there and i'm gonna have the fucking sickest show and there's a part of me that maybe thinks that i might write a bit of a show about melbourne and about leaving melbourne and everything Or about moving to London, I'm not sure. But I think if I do do something about Melbourne, this will be the perfect photo for that. So, um, anyway, I think that's about it. I'm out of tea. I'm all, I'm fresh out of bloody tea, mate. So, that's the podcast, I reckon. Hope you guys are doing good. I hope wherever you are, you love it. Oh, God, I just found out that there's no fucking... There's no show at the Clyde tonight. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do a set tonight. Well, look, thank you guys so much for listening. If you're liking it, five stars, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, do all of that shit. And tell someone about the podcast. If you love it, if you think they might like it, tell someone about it, man. Because I know you guys love this because you keep fucking listening. It's weird. Thank you guys <laughs> for listening. This has been Aiden Jones sitting under a tree. Were you left out by your friends? Were you lost for words when everybody finally told you what they thought You can't give up?